Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Down, phone down. It's the law. A message from the Arkansas Department of Transportation and the Arkansas Highway Safety Office. From the Eat My Catfish studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two. Of Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. Chris Kane, I'm Randy Rainwater from Central Arkansas. And now joined by, in a minute, we'll be joined by Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com, being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company. But first, let's talk to my man, Neil Atkinson, by way of Saracen. I'm looking at these double R prop specials. What kind of uh, what kind of activity are you seeing so far, Neil, on the double uh, R prop prop plays? Well, the uh, KJ Jefferson passing yards and over twenty four and a half passing touchdowns at one fifty is already making me a little bit nervous. I'm, I'm waiting for the season to start so I can take it down. But anyway, uh, have having a little fun. No, honestly, there's there's a little there's been a little bit about it, uh, and and but. We wanted to get these up early. We're about three weeks out before the season. Can't wait um, for that to start. But, yeah, double R prop plays were so popular for baseball and basketball, and I think we started them at the end of football last year. Yes, we did. So we wanted to go ahead and we wanted to set the tone right and have a full season. Remember, that's regular season. does not account the SEC championship game or the playoffs. So remember that. And uh, once they start a game, those are active. So if they, if if any of these people on the prop list never start a game, they're not. And uh, but you know, just keep in mind, it's a long season. There can be injuries and things of that nature when you make the prop plays like that. So, um, but anyway, that's a little bit of that's factored into those odds. But anyway, have fun with it. We've got the bets out there for you. But let me tell you one other thing. Check the NFL season specials. That'll be on us before now. It's a Super Bowl type prop menu out there it is a plethora don't ask me to spell it i can barely say that word <laughs> of 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 so many uh options out there by you can pick how the division's going to end you know in exact order down to that you can pick how many points the teams are going to score the entire regular season just to name a few you got to look at it we'd be here all day if i started reading them off and that is betsaracen.com Go on the App Store, get the app, and start having fun. Thank you, Neil. That is Neil Atkinson by way of Saracen. And let's do this. Oh, I need you. Chris, you should have told me. Put the menu back the way <laughs> menu. I Menu. Menu. I, Sorry, Randy. I, I, you were no, showing I, me the old ways, the wall. Well, I had the wall lined the up. The wall, Rick. He had the wall. He said, this is how it was done back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Record. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Trey, I can't decide how I want to phrase this, so I guess I'll just go ahead and say it. One way you need to walk me down off the bridge, because one minute I think, man, are these defensive backs, can they still not cover anybody? And then the next minute I'm thinking, well, maybe the wide receivers are going to be maybe as good or better than expected. Because it still seems like the secondary is taking its lumps. So walk me mm-hmm. off of the bridge, if you will. 
For offense or defense, Randy, which bridge are you on? <laughs> I'm, I'm on the defensive bridge right now. I'm, yeah. I'm getting well, worried. I mean, it changes. It changes day by day. You know, in, in, in fall camp, spring football and such, I try to look at the individual players and, and kind of get an idea for, you know, what kind of quality we're looking at with each player. And it's just it's just hard because, I mean, you get in panic mode, you know, either the offensive line is great and the defensive line is terrible or, you, you know, you just don't know because they're they're facing each other. So when you look at the individual, you know, I think you get a clearer understanding. I, I think that both of them, I think the defensive secondary is in way better shape than it was last year. Uh, particularly from a depth standpoint. And I think it's maybe even more true at wide receiver. I mean, just looking at wide receiver, Randy, you've got last year, you know, it was pretty much Jaden Hazelwood and and Matt Landers, you Mm -hmm. know, and then, you know, you had Trey Knox involved and Raheem Sanders. But I think the next receiver had like 16 catches, Keetron Jackson. But, you know, those two guys had, what, what did Jaden have, 59 catches and then, you know, Landers had over 900 receiving yards, and then it was kind of a big drop off after that. This year, I'm just thinking, like, are they going to have just a bunch of guys with 40 catches? I mean, there's plenty of ways you see it in college football. Mississippi State had like nine guys with 30 catches. Six of them had 40 catches last year. You look at a team like Tennessee, and Jalen Hyatt had, you know, twice as many receiving yards as the number two receiver. So there, you see it a lot of different ways. Alabama spread the ball around a lot last year, and before that, you know, they had a couple of guys that were the top targets. So uh, I, I look at just the overall talent of this team in the secondary and at wide receiver, and I'm encouraged by both of them, um, especially the secondary as opposed to, you know, what we saw last year. They had some receiving options last season, but I just don't I don't know that they had just the overall depth. I, I'm having a hard time struggling to s- figure out where they're going to go because somebody's got to start. Um, I think it's going to be, I mean, heck, Sam Bakke the other day had a 68-yard touchdown catch against, you know, Jaheim Singletary, who's battling for a, a starting job. You know, and nobody's even talking about Sam Bakke. He was a four-star recruit last year. Uh, you've got Satania, who I think is, I feel pretty good that is going to start in the slot for him. And then, you know, Tyrone Broden has looked exceptional in camp, 6'7", one of the two fastest players on offense. Him and A.J. Green are tied. Uh, for the fastest mile per hour speed, that's something we've been talking about a lot. Obviously, the catapult GPS measurement. Um, Andrew Armstrong, maybe. I mean, if we we're coming out of spring. I'd say, hey, I, you know, I, uh, Isaac Tesla is going to be the go-to guy. Right now, I'm maybe thinking maybe Andrew Armstrong could be. So I, I just think that there's a lot of potential options there, and it's hard to just go because I mean, you look at the morning practice when we, you know, when we had the open period, uh, the offense was doing that two-on-two slot cover drill, and I think they were 11 of 24, something like that, passing. You know, So it wasn't a very good complete, but you go to the end of practice, two-minute drill, and the offense wins that, and they finished extremely strong according to you know all accounts. So uh, you know, it's, it's important not to read too much into it when it's uh, you know, going against yourself, but I always, I always just try to look at the individuals and um, you know, kind of try to compare to you know, what I've seen last year, what I've seen in the past with Razorback teams. You know, Trey, I think that uh, Satania and Bakke will both have good years. I think when the season is over, this is just my observation, and I haven't seen practice, but from what I've read and talked to people about, when the season is over, we will think that Tesla and Armstrong are better than the two they tra- transferred in last year. I'll bet they have better years. I don't know if they yeah, have better I talent. I don't know if they'll be drafted higher, but they are getting rave reviews every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. They are. Tesla has made... Tesla makes catches that just that look uncatchable. You know, he's that kind of guy that just you know in traffic and stuff. And then Armstrong just seems like he just seems to keep getting open and just keep getting open. Uh, I think he surprised himself by running 22 miles an hour because I don't know that he you know he didn't have that kind of probably technology at Texas A&M Commerce. Uh, but I don't think he viewed himself as a as a speedy guy. Bob Holt had a pretty good question for them. It was, uh, what's it feel like to uh, run 22 miles an hour? And they said, it feels normal because everybody's running right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good line. Uh, okay, walk me down again from this ledge. Okay. 
You got to get off these ledges. I know, but it's August the eighth. You're on the ledge on August the eighth. No, because we are. Are we not constantly asked about oh the offensive line or the left tackle or the right tackle? Okay, they get in the one-on-one drills, and such and such gets beat by the defensive guy. Uh, then the other guy, he gets beat. Oh, well, no, they go one in one. One, one, one uh, victory for the defense, one victory for the offensive line. So, Trey, is the tackle position, are you feeling good about left tackle manual and right tackle uh, Patrick Kudis? Are you feeling good about the tackle position offensively? I feel... Pretty solid about left tackle with Manuel. I think that he has come along dramatically well in his time at Arkansas. He's six nine, you know, three ten, and you know they took a lot of weight off him. Took him all the way down to two eighty two. We talked about it. It was three ninety when he got to yeah. Arkansas. Lost a ton of weight. Put some weight back on him. Good weight. And you know, I always say like with offensive linemen, you bring a guy in that heavy and you take that weight off of him. They've got to feel light on their feet. And I've never seen anybody drop as much weight as Manuel did. But can you imagine how much lighter? I mean, that's a small woman. You know, that's that's 105 pounds or so. It just that's that's a lot of weight to drop. Um, and you know, you can see like, I mean, I look at Devon Manuel's calves and I'm like, yeah, this is a guy that's been walking around with an extra 100 pounds on for a while. And you can see, you know, just the you know how he's put together. But I, I, I feel very encouraged about Devon Manuel. I think that we'll look at him as a guy the next few years, kind of uh, a staple on this offensive line. And then Kudis on the other side, you know, is more inconsistent. You know, he's still developing and learning. He's still got 20 practices left before Arkansas plays a game. But he is ultra talented. I mentioned the other day, you know, he was, he's 18 years old right now. Yeah, he's a second-year player. There's several players on this roster who are freshmen who are older than him. Uh, there are players in his class who are 20, and he's still 18. Uh, so he's a guy that has a lot of upside. When he came in, there's a couple of guys recently. When Brady Latham came in, when he was a freshman with the previous staff, you know, everybody was talking about how good he was going to be once he gets a little stronger and once he gets this and that, how good Brady Latham was going to be. This is a guy that was totally uncelebrated as a recruit, like in the thousands where he was ranked. Um, I heard the same thing about Patrick Kudis. I hear a little bit about Luke Brown also in the same manner, who's a true freshman right now. But we heard that about Kudis also. This guy is going to be a real player for us. So do I feel as good about right tackle as I do left tackle, not right now, no. Um, but I do think that they're going to be in good shape with Manuel. And I think Kudis will come along. Okay. All right. We've uh, got a couple of callers. Let's uh, check Are in. Are you still on any ledges or bridges, Randy? I mean, Arkansas is going to lose some football games what? this year. I mean, it's going to happen. So I don't want you to, to go on any bridges. Well, we just answered these questions every day and we want to give (laughs) credibility to our answers so that's why i'm asking you these questions okay drake do this for me just for what because rick asked me and the only thing that i could make um use as a form of explanation was that if you're running 21 miles per hour because we have Mm. we have been we've been raised on 40-yard dash time. Yeah. That's that's all it's ever been. Or maybe a little bit of the shuttle time. You know, I never thought, why don't I have a 10-yard dash for offensive linemen? I mean, that's about the basic distance they may ever travel. You may see one 15 Mm -hmm. yards downfield. Okay, so what does the difference between, we'll say, 20 and 21 miles per hour what does yep. that really mean? What is the benefit of doing so, this way of measurement? I can, t- I can tell you the difference in like, from a track standpoint of like, twenty-seven miles an hour versus twenty-six miles an hour. So you're talking, Usain Bolt, the fastest man who ever lived, uh, ran a nine-five-eight in a hundred-meter dash. He t- he topped out at twenty-seven point something miles an hour. That's amazing. If you yeah, if you take a guy, and you're also, you know, you're running on track, like, you know, with with spikes, it's mm-hmm. not on grass or anything right. like that. Um, but 
that's about 27 miles an hour top speed. If you take a guy that runs a 10 flat 100 meter dash, you're looking at somebody running about 26 miles an hour. So it's the difference in the best, fastest guy who ever lived just one mile an hour versus, you know, a guy with world class speed, but a guy that you never heard of. You know, so hmm. that's that would be the difference. The way that Ben Souders would say, you know, with Rocket Sanders going from, you know, up to like what is he twenty one? He was about twenty. Now he's about twenty one. Um, you know, the way he put it is, it's the difference in a, you know, twenty five thirty yard run and breaking one for, you know, a sixty yard touchdown. You know, people used to always say stuff about forties. Somebody runs a four five and somebody runs a four five five. I can I always remember this article and this guy was saying, "What's the big deal?" I mean, that's that's the difference is like an arm's length. Well, an arm's length is pretty important when you're trying to tackle somebody in football. Uh, it makes a difference. I also always used to hear people say, "You know, why do they run forty yards? It's ridiculous. When are they going to run forty yards?" Well, how long does a punt usually go? Hmm. About forty yards. About forty yards. Yep. Interesting. All right, from our uh, Asher Record Service Company live in feedback, Hugh says, Trey, can you talk about what a disappointing season looks like and what would be the implications for this program going forward? Well, I think uh, implications, I don't, I don't know. It depends on, you know, how bad. But, you know, I've said before, I think when you look at this roster man for man, and I felt the same last year, I just feel like this one's better. You know, last year they lost four games by a total of nine points, something like that, ten points, nine points. Um, but, I mean, I, I would consider if they won seven games this year to be a real disappointment. I think they have a better roster than that. Now we'll see how they put te- things together um, to build this team. They certainly have a ton of new faces, a ton of new pieces. I do feel like there's a a good vibe around the program right now, you know, with all the changes that they have made. So, to me, if it's if this is a seven win team again, that to me would be, um, you know, a disappointment. I don't think it's would be the end of the world for you know Sam Pittman, but it would certainly create some more stink around the program. You know, uh, definitely a negative off season. If you, yeah, if you have a seven a win bowl, team after a bowl seven and six, yeah. or are you talking about seven and five and you go in a bowl and you're eight and five? You're talking about yeah, no, just six. after 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 okay. after a bowl seven. Okay. Right. Yeah, uh, and you know seven regular season. I, I I think this team is capable of doing better than that. Uh, I really do. I mean, you have who you know KJ Jefferson, who I think is the best quarterback in the SEC. If he's not, he's top three. At worst, uh, you return Rocket Sanders, who's a 1,400-yard back, Bell Cal type of back. You've got uh, a host of other quality backs. I think this receiver core is going to be really good, like you alluded to, Randy. Uh, I think the offensive line will be better overall than it was when everything shakes out. I think this offensive line could be better than it was last year. And, Lord, the pass defense has to be better, surely. Mm. I mean, surely. But I mean, it comes down. It comes down to (laughs) winning close games in this conference. I mean, a couple of things like the difference between last year and this year, or excuse me, last year and the year before. The difference is, you know, just a couple of close wins. Arkansas split their tough games last year. Their close games, they split them, and. Uh, or she mean 2021 they split their close games in 2022 they lost all of them they lost all four of those close games and that's I mean that's the difference in you know celebrating a nine-win season and going to the Outback Bowl and winning it versus you know winning the Liberty Bowl and winning seven games and and being viewed as a team that took a step back so you got to stay healthy I think they you know can absorb a little bit more with KJ Jefferson now if he were to go down because Chris Well, I think, is a quality backup for him. And that was a huge problem last year, just not having a guy that could throw the ball and make plays. And, and Chris Well can do that for him. So I think they're in better shape there. I think, I don't know. I, I think that last year was a big eye opener for a lot of teams around the country. And you have to remember, like we said yesterday, you know, Ole Miss added 27 transfers, Auburn added 22. 
LSU added 14. You know, everybody's able to improve their roster. It's a different lands. College football is different now. Like, I can look out at Arkansas and say, man, this is a really good-looking deep team. Uh, and then I go talk to somebody at Ole Miss, and they're probably saying, man, this is a really good-looking deep team. You know, whereas in the past you might be relying on a freshman to step in here or there. Um, but, you know, for Arkansas, I love – I just I love what they've got going on at the defensive line right now. I think they're going to be better in the secondary. Probably not as good at, at linebacker. I mean, you lose Drew Sanders. You know, I mean that's that's a step back. But they've got a lot of promising guys. They've got more bodies there, I think, than they had last year. Um, and then the offense, I just I see a lot of weapons. So we'll see how it shakes out. But it, it's and and what everybody else got. But I I, I do think that. Man for man, this is the best roster that Sam Pittman has had since he's been at Arkansas, and that includes the 2021 team. Let's speak to Ace. Ace, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yes, I do. Thanks for the time, gentlemen. Trey, um, I'm, where, where are we going to be looking at freshmen, what positions, uh, even two or three deep maybe, uh, where we're going to have to have a lot of freshmen, if that exists, and I'll hang up and let you guys chat about it. Yep. Thank you, Ace. Well, I assume he's talking about true freshmen and not redshirt freshmen. Right. If you're talking about redshirt freshmen, then there's a couple. There's not a lot. I mean, you know, Isaiah Satania <laughs> might be the only guy that you would say this guy's, you know, starting from the, the 2022 class who, who redshirted last year. But as far as freshmen impacting, I mean, I could see a potential that – you know, Quincy Rhodes maybe, you know, work his way into the third team. There's going to be – somebody's going to get hurt, you know, in camp too, and there's going to be, you know, movement there. So it'll it'll just happen. Uh, but, you know, Hendra <laughs> Farge here looks good at 394 pounds. I mean, even at that. But uh, there's just – to be honest, there's not a whole lot of room, in my opinion, for a freshman. And Luke that's has. probably a good thing. Lucas, yeah, I forgot about Lucas. Of course, he's gonna—he's definitely gonna play a role. Get in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore every day from ten to one. Live from the Oakwan Racing Casino Resort Studios on 103.7 The Buzz. Roger Scott for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union and their summer auto loan special. Do not let the summer pass you by without going out on the lake or spending some time with the family, picnicking or camping, or taking advantage of only 2.49% interest on a new ride. No payments for 90 days or 84 months financing. Offer valid on new 22 or 23 models or you can refinance your current auto loan. Apply today at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union with their new branch in Sheridan with continuous service in Saline, Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. The Mega Millions jackpot from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery is now more than $1 billion. So, what would you do if you won? I'll be buying three boats. One for fishing on the lakes, one for fishing on the rivers, and one to take the family out. I would buy us the best seats for every show on Broadway. Got your ticket? If not, visit your local lottery retailer for your chance to win the Mega Millions jackpot of more than $1 billion. This is winning. Call 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. Hunter's Refuge in Whitehall is celebrating 25 years in business with a massive anniversary sale this Wednesday through Saturday. Save up to 75% in our huge tent sale. Storewide, many items flash to only 25 bucks. Sale includes items from Columbia, Drake, North Face, Ugg, Birkenstock, Browning, Bandit, and more. Register in-store to win over $20,000 in giveaways. Sale is Wednesday through Saturday, brought to you in part by Columbia. Hunter's Refuge celebrating 25 years in business. Go to huntersrefuge.com to see the great deals. Come check out the latest in large-scale logging equipment, attachments, supplies, tech, and services at the Southwest Forest Products Expo, August 11th and 12th at the Hot Springs Convention Center. Watch the Timberworks Lumberjacks competition, see chainsaw sculptures by artistry and wood, and visit the online video arcade. Fun for the whole family. Visit www.arkwoggers.com for schedule, info, training workshops, and links to our online ticket hub. Adults over 16 are $5 to enter. Kids under 16 are free. See you in Hot Springs at the Southwest Forest Products Expo. Imagine it's the last ride, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are taking you for a ride. 
What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about treating it with Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Now back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Be a part of the game plan. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, Chris Kane, I'm Randy Rainwater. I want to talk to you about my friends from um, Henard Foothills Equipment. Man, I mean, it, it has rained so much that whatever, whatever weed eating that I did, whatever mowing that I did, I got to do it all over again because it is rain, 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 particularly at my house. That's why I want you to go see Mickey and his gang at Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy because he's going to fit you like a glove. He's going to give you the right equipment for the right application. So whether you're mowing acres or maybe, I don't know, let's just say a 1,000 square feet. That may not be enough, but nevertheless, you get the jest, is that they've got Spartan zero-turn mowers. They have a full line of Kubota products. What I have fallen in love with, again, is the Greenworks. It is the battery-powered. It is so quiet. It is so efficient. I don't even have to worry about, you know, even if the grass is just a little bit wet and all those clippings that you sometimes see left behind because you should have mowed well before then. But that is the beauty of the Greenworks electric or battery-operated mowers that you can find and... Here's the other nice thing about Hennard. Financing is available with approved credit, and they service what they sell. So check it out at 1920 South Main Street in Searcy. Call 501-268-1987. Ask my man, Mickey. That is Hennard Foothills Equipment, your hometown dealer, no matter where you live. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Uh, let me address this real quick, because I've got a couple of questions. Uh, one from Rusty, by way of our Asher Record Service Company Life and Feedback, said, I wish Quincy McAdoo the best in his recovery this year, but he would have been a force to reckon with. Totally agree there. And then from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line, any updates on Quincy McAdoo? That from Josh and Dumas. He will report August 23rd. Needless to say, doubt he plays this year. I think it's extremely unlikely. Uh, Coach Pittman has said, main thing is his health. Main thing is living a normal life. If he happens to play football in the future, that's fantastic. But his health is the number one concern right now. So for those of you that may be holding out hope, I did for a little bit that he might could come back this year. I think it's highly unlikely that he will be um, coming back for Arkansas this year. 
All right, Kevin, explain to me. I, I'm, I'm really, I love looking at box scores and trying to figure out really what went on, but I still haven't figured out the box score where the Arkansas women played the Croatia All Stars. They led forty-three to one after the first quarter, and they went one hundred and twenty-four to twelve or something like that. Have you ever seen a box score? Have you ever seen anything like that before? No, I mean, well, I mean, there's been some really bad lopsided scores. This isn't the first one, but they're they're just so rare. Um, and you you know you expect more than that from. You know, from competition, especially when you consider internationally, how much in basketball these countries and their their and a lot of their teams and players have caught up uh, with America with, with basketball in the United States. Um, but these things happen from time to time. But you know, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, when you see a final score, you expect like that. You expect the box score to be, you know, basically. Packed with Arkansas stats and not very many good ones for the opposition. I mean, 112-point win, it kind of says everything. Is the is the real value in these trips just the ability to have a funded excuse to send your team overseas? Is that, is that what it's turned into? Because really you don't... You don't see a lot Bonded. of close scores. I mean, yes, I mean, I think there is value to it. But, I mean, in terms of competitive value, I don't see much into that anymore. Is there, Kevin? Sometimes you'll see some upsets or teams that lose. Last year, the Razorback men had their foreign tour, two games in Spain, followed by two in Italy this time uh, about a year ago. And, and Arkansas went undefeated. They blew just about everybody out. They did play their best game against a team of, of pros, uh, in their final game, and you know, uh, but everything was pretty much a blowout. I think maybe a couple of those games were competitive for a while. Seems like their third game, second or third game, they were trailing for a while. Sometimes you, you get some competitive advantages from it, but mostly it is about the bonding, uh, getting an opportunity to you know get away and um, you know build team chemistry, uh, regardless of the level of competition. Arkansas last season, the men had so many newcomers, including six freshmen. I thought it was a good idea, a perfect timing for that group. Uh, and that was before the injury bug really set in. Um, and, um, you know, for the Arkansas women, this is a very good team. It looks like a very good team to me uh, once it gets into its season. Uh, but you never expect the competition to be that lowly. And uh, to, to suffer a loss like that, but it, I mean, it does happen from time to time. I don't think there's a lot of value you gain other than just um, as a team from the competitive standpoint, other than just players maybe not only the off-court bonding, building that that camaraderie and chemistry. But there's also some on-court stuff you can take away from it. Um, not a whole lot, probably though. The one jump. I, I don't know if this trip will accomplish that or not. I want to see Jersey Wolfenbarger get her feet really uh, on the ground, so to speak, but make that presence felt that we thought coming out of high school. I mean, this was a McDonald's All-American. This was anything and everything you could think of in regards to a prospect uh, from the high school ranks, but just whatever happened, it didn't it didn't click last year, and uh, hopefully it will click this year because she's an outstanding young lady and and a, a great talent. So hopefully this will be a springboard. Tell you a lot of what happened. A lot of what happened there was just her massive growth in less than a year's time. I mean, she shot up from a five nine freshman. Um, but, you know, she's arguably one of the top, in my opinion. I mean, well, the ranking said she was a top ten player nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, through her junior season, I think one of the biggest problems was how fast she grew to six five. She got bigger, and her whole game as a guard was the quick handles, quick release on her shot, being able to get by people, and all of that changed. And so she's really had to learn. And now all of a sudden, she's thrust into a position where she's playing a lot with her back to the basket, being the screener and pick and roll, two player game. Um, and I think, from what I heard, I talked to her high school coach just last week, 
from Portsmouth Northside, Coach Smith, and he told me he was recently out at one of the full practices that they were getting ready for this European tour, and he felt like Jersey was starting to embrace the notion that she was going to have to really buy into playing a, a front court position, and he thinks maybe that's going to help her along, but this was one of the most unusual growth spurts I've ever seen, and it literally changed her physically to a point where what were strengths of her game that brought her to being a five-star were no longer strengths of her game. And she's still a very talented player, uh, but it was a lot of adjustment for Jer- Josie Wolfenbarger. And another great story is Sasha. Go forth coming back. Uh, that's a great story after missing the majority of last season. So uh, a lot of a lot of great positives story. working uh, in regard for Mike Neighbors and the women's team. Um, what are you hearing at this stage, Kevin? I, I feel like we've we've kind of um, uh, hit that lull. What are you hearing on the recruiting front in regards to Arkansas? I know they've hosted several unofficial visits uh, lately, and uh, I don't know if they've got any more officials that are planned on down the road, but what are you hearing on the recruiting trail? You know, we talked a lot about Kay on her boat thing, the five-star of the Little mm-hmm. Rock area, Little Rock Central, how well his his official visit went at the end of July. Uh, so that was just over a week ago, about 10 days ago. And, you know, he, he's probably going to take some more official visits. It's a dead period in recruiting right now, August 6th to the 20th. Uh, we'll see if he takes a late August visit as planned to Missouri. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think with Indiana – Georgia Tech also on his list of eight finalists. Those schools might get visits. We'll see. You've also got Ohio State, LSU, Virginia Tech, uh, and Auburn on his final eight. So I'm not sure all those schools are going to get visits. Um, and we'll see if, he, if, if at least half the list does. But that was a visit that went great. You mentioned other players that came in. It was a total of seven when you count Boateng in a, in a five-day span, a six-day span. He had his in late July. Then last week as they were wrapping up the June and, and July, limited practices. They actually finished up on Tuesday and Wednesday, August 1st and 2nd. They had a total of six unofficial visitors, including hog offers uh, from the 25 and 26 classes. Isaiah Seeley, 6'6", uh, combo guard out of Springdale from the class of 25, a top 54 star. Um, top 25, according to ESPN, is 2026. Deshaun J.J. Andrews, a 6'5", wing, and Little Rock Christian Academy. Both of those young men were on campus Tuesday to attend practice. Uh, and also, six-seven forward Jordan Harris from Maumelle. Here's a player with that's already starting to pick up some Division One offers. Uh, also plays with the team ISO Joe Grassroots here in Central Arkansas. But he was on campus. And then on 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 Wednesday, the final day of limited practice, August second, you had Jordan Lowry, a six-two guard. Uh, Winston Salem Christian, a Texas guard who's now moving out to North Carolina for his, uh, for the upcoming season, class of 2025-62, attended Arkansas practice last Wednesday. Uh, but Arkansas does have an official visitors, uh, an official visit set up with Rakeese Passmore. Now the Hogs just offered him an early, you know, in July, a scholarship. He's a 6'5 wing at Combine Academy in North Carolina. Um, and he is planning to take three visits in September. I think Mississippi State, Miami, and LSU. But I was able to confirm that he does have a visit set up to Arkansas on Friday, October 6th. That's a weekend, by the way, where the football team's on the road against Ole Miss. But he's but Passmore is set to come in. So we'll see what happens with Boateng and if an announcement's made at that time. If not, um, but, but Passmore is a similar type player, similar size, similar position. I don't, uh, you know, he's not rated as highly as, as Boateng, but he does have an official visit set up. Arkansas also recently made the top list of a couple of high school players from the 2024 class. Jake Mistoff, a 6'4 guard, and a 6'3 guard out of Texas, um, Jared Harris. So Arkansas has made a couple of final lists of a couple of players that as of yet do not have visits, but have been publicly announced or set up to come to Arkansas. All right, back in a moment. Listen for Coach Kevin Kelly Wednesdays during the Zone, presented by the Wooder Rock Athletic Club. Join the Wooder Rock Athletic Club and save 30% off joining fees with no monthly contract. LRAC.com. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. It's nearly time for Razorback football, all you hog partisans. 
And the good guys look loaded at the important positions of quarterback and running back. With proven offensive coordinator Dan Enos, the Hogs should have a solid offense. But questions still remain at wide receiver and on defense. But the coaches are excited about several transfers who should provide immediate help. I'm predicting a 7-5 and five mark. But if everything falls into place, maybe 8-4 and four or 9-3 and three isn't out of reach. As a wise man has said, go Hogs go. And woo pig suey. Double B's 34 locations in Arkansas are here to serve Hog fans everywhere. Sign up and pay with your Exxon credit card and you'll save 10 cents a gallon at the pump. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. This is Pat Riley for Whit Davis. If you've never painted a room before, it's easier than you think. First-timers who plan each step are quick to wonder what all the fuss was about. Head over to Whit Davis in Jacksonville, Sherwood, or Greenbrier, and you'll find more Valsper medallion colors than you could possibly imagine, including the perfect one for your interior painting project. Medallions are the only paint and primer with color affinity and provides one coat color that lasts. Get organized, get down to work, and then enjoy. And don't settle for anything less than Valsper medallion paint and primer at Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Try the new Nashville Hot Chicken Sandwich at Slim Chickens. Delicious hand-breaded chicken with a deep, spicy, sweet kick. Layered on crisp pickles and topped with fresh-made coleslaw. All on a brioche bun. This one's looking mighty fine in the spotlight. Served with fries and a medium drink. The Nashville Hot Chicken Sandwich. A limited-time addition to our craft sandwich lineup. Visit SlimChickens.com to order or find a Slim's location near you. Tune in to 1037 The Buzz every Thursday night at 8 for Between the Mats High School Football Show with your hosts Matt Wilcox and Matt McJunkins. You'll hear coaches' interviews, player interviews. You'll also get weekly top tens and player of the week picks for each classification. Plus, t-shirt giveaways and fan interactive pick'em challenges with prizes. Between the Mats on 1037 The Buzz each Thursday is brought to you by Hootens Football, your number one source for Arkansas high school football. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros makes automotive service and tire buying simpler, always treating customers like family. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros is family-owned and operated, built on honesty and friendly service. Stop in today to shop our wide selection of Continental and General Tires, all backed by a nationwide warranty. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, service like your daddy used to get. Stop in today or online at allabouttireandbrake.com. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Often imitated but never duplicated, this is Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater of the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer along with Chris Kane. I'm Randy Rainwater, joined again by... Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. The man... Better known as Chris Walker and Fence Brokers. Great, great. You know, did you realize Chris Walker was one of the best softball players that played in the state of Arkansas? Did not know that. Yes, he was one of the great players. Yeah. And, Guys, uh, not, yes, go ahead. Not only, did I, not only did I hear that he was in the Softball Hall of Fame, but someone told me, Chris didn't tell me this, but someone told me that he had a bat. He's got a bat named after him or made it after his name or something. I'm not, I don't, you know, I haven't researched it to track it down, but there's a bat with his name, you know, that, he, that there's a bat that's, I guess he's that good. He was did he make, good it, did he he make it out of a fence pole? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make I don't know what he did. I'll buzz, my own, self. I'll buzz my own self on that one. All right, right before... We had to take the break. Did you did you get uh, all the information? I know you talked about some official visits. Uh, one in particular, when Arkansas is going to be out of town. Uh, did you get all that capsule summarized? 
Yeah, I think we wrapped it up just okay. with perfect timing there. And that visitor coming in, official visitors class of 2024, where Keith Passmore, top 54 star nationally, um, and that's October 6th. Like you said, the football team will be out of town that weekend. I think the Saturday game, October 7th, at, at Ole Miss. That is correct. Um, but, but um, yeah, so that's that's the, the the known official visitor right now. I mentioned a couple of names that had Arkansas from that class 2024 in their top or final schools list. Uh, Jaden Mistoff and and uh, Jared Harris, a couple of six three six four guards. Harris from Texas, Mistoff from North Carolina. But w- w- I believe you know there's something working in the works to maybe get one or both of those young men set up for visits, but but nothing publicly ready to put out yet or confirmed or solidified. I put it that way. So we'll see how it plays out. And then we talked about Boateng, just kind of recapping his visit and the idea that he's probably going to take more, at least half of his final eight schools, and, and we'll see how that plays out. And a reminder one more time that we're currently in a recruiting dead period, August 6th to the 20th, so nobody's taking any visits anytime between now and the 20th. Let's uh, talk with Shane. Shane, good afternoon. you got a question or comment for Kevin. Yes, I do. Uh, I just want to see... It. I just got one question. Um, is all the our full roster? Are they have they all reported to uh, to basketball camp yet, or what's the deal? Thank you, Shane. Okay, I heard the roster, but I didn't hear the last part of what he was. Well, doing. is everybody on campus uh, of the thirteen man, fourteen if you want to count? Um, yeah. Yes, everybody. Well, they're on a break right now, so technically speaking, as we talk about it, there's probably guys that are back home or doing something else for a couple of days, you know, for a few days while they're on a break. I know Musselman's down on 30A having some vacation time. He's in Rose, at Rosemary Beach. Randy, you're familiar with that stretch down there between Destin and Panama City, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so so the players are out right now, but to, the, the, I think the spirit of the question is, is everybody here part of the team? Yes, there's 14 players. Uh, 16, when you count the two traditional walk-ons, you've got the, the non-scholarship redshirt and Keon Minifield Jr., who was a freshman All-Pac-12 at Washington last season. Uh, so he'll, he's, he's not on scholarship, and he'll redshirt this upcoming season. season. And then your 13 scholarship players, uh, when Arkansas returns for this break, I believe all but one of those are expected to be full participants in practice. The lone exception is Trevor Brazil, who's been targeted forever since he's been rehabbing off that knee surgery from last year when he went out early in the year, early December, and didn't return and had surgery. You know, he's he's been ahead of schedule, but they've always said we're not going to jump his return schedule for full participation up from where it has always been, which is September. So uh, Chandler Lawson was a player that, that committed to Arkansas back in June. He did not make it uh, to campus for any of the July, June or July limited practices as he was finishing up work at Memphis. Uh, so my understanding is he is now graduated, but I've been told for a while that he will be with the team and practicing once they return from this current break. We just talked about Brazil, Makai Mitchell, is a player, the senior 6'10 forward center that started every game but one last year for the Hawks. He's expected to make his full return uh, here in August. And, you know, I don't ever speak on specifics with injuries or academics unless the university has or parents or players in some combination have authorized it. But what we do know is Makai Mitchell sat out, again, all of June, all of July, did not practice. And there was a team photo early on, back when the, most of the team moved on to campus late in, in late May around uh, Memorial Day weekend. Team photo at Mossman's house poolside where Makai Mitchell was in, in a photograph wearing a walking boot. Um, so, you know, take take that, you know, connect the dots how you will there. Um, and then Khalif Battle, the 6'5 transfer from Temple, uh, also missed a portion of practices in the last week or two. Uh, as Arkansas wrapped up limited practice, he's expected to be a full returnee participant here when the team gets back this month. When they return, what will be the uh, the schedule? I guess you can say what uh, 
I mean, in football, we say they start off in shorts and a helmet, and then they work their way up to pads and so forth and so on. What will be the routine uh, once the players are expected to report back? What What will be the routine? Well, it's just more practice time. You know, but we're limited to four hours per week through June and July, and you get a total of eight weeks of that. Um, so they chop it up the way you know the best they can. And that starts to ramp up, and at some point soon they'll be at 12 hours per week of on-court instruction. And, you know, in October, Randy, it's not that far away. Uh, they'll have the, the red-white intra-squad scrimmage. They'll have exhibition games. One of those is yet to be announced. The other one we know will be a game at Bud Walton Arena against Purdue. That's a big deal. So those things will all take place in October. The first regular season game uh, is November 6th. I believe, if I'm, I think that's Alcorn State. I know that they, they play on November 6th. That's opening day for all of college basketball. Not all teams will open on that day, but Arkansas will. Um, and then in November, we know Arkansas's got a heavy, heavy non-conference, um, you know, some heavyweight matchups. Not only the battle for Atlantis and the Bahamas, uh, where they'll get Stanford in the first game, then they'll play either Memphis or, or, or Michigan in the second game. Um, and then we'll have a third game on the other side of the bracket. It's North Carolina, Villanova, Texas Tech, and Northern Iowa. But they also, right after they get back from the Bahamas, will be at home and they'll host um, Duke. So between the exhibition game against Purdue, the three games in the Bahamas, and then the Duke game at home, we'll have a pretty good idea to get some really good competition on what this fifth version of Eric Nelson's Razorback program looks like. Uh, before the page even turns to December for that part of non-conference play, let alone getting into another tough SEC slate of 18 games. you think Eric Musselman's fun to be with at the beach? Do you, th- do, do you think he's a guy that will sit around and hang out, or he's got to be always moving and, and, and doing something? I see him as being the latter. Just a moving target? Yeah. T- well, like yeah. he couldn't sit in a chair in the water for more than, right. I would say, 30 seconds. He's like, all right, what are we doing? Where are we going? There's got to be something to do. Can I go yeah. fishing? I'm going to go yeah. catch that shark with my yeah. bare hands. I'll be right yeah. back. Yeah. I can't imagine yeah. him being able to sit on a beach and relax, but that's just I'll because... I bet he can. You think I'll so? Yes, because people that are high energy like that, sometimes they, that's where they can crash, and nobody sees them. I was about to say, I'd love to I'd love to see... I need evidence yeah. of that, Rick, because I just... <laughs> you you I see him... I don't know if selfies oh. back or not. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know him. He'll be on social I, media somewhere. I cannot see him sitting through an entire Major League Baseball game. That's and he loves baseball. And he loves baseball. Yeah, can't see. He may it. walk around the stadium while he's watching. It. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Constant movement. All right, Kevin. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Thanks again to Chris Walker and Fence Brokers. Hour number three, straight ahead. Pat Bradley, Patrick, up next. Stay tuned. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy, one of Arkansas's leaders in hay equipment. They handle a full line of Kubota tractors and hay tools, as well as Vermeer hay products. 501-268-1987. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy, your hometown dealer no matter where you live. The Southwest Forest Products Expo, presented by the Arkansas Timbers Producers Association, returns to the Hot Springs Convention Center this Friday and Saturday.